And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Don't know that it has anything to do with COVID and the pandemic, but 2021 sure flew by, didn't it? We're now into the final podcast of the year, the second part of our year in review. This week, like last, you'll hear from 12 of this year's guests and some highlights from those interviews. My name is Todd Hancock. Appreciate you being there for the ride. If you like what you're about to hear, please tell your friends about us. Word of mouth helps big time. And we see it daily on social media. So thank you so much for that. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and we're on YouTube. We also get somewhere between two and 3,000 visits at toddhancock.ca, which blows our mind. You can get the podcast there. I write music and entertainment news, blogs or articles, whatever you want to call them. It's got my voiceover demos, our Twitter feed. There's always a lot going on there. Okay, so let's get into some guest highlights and we'll start with a handful of this year's musical guests, all of whom are brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. Bands, check them out. They do great work. They give great rates, have become pretty good buddies with Dave and Tyler since jumping on since last November. They've been with the podcast now for over a year. Pineapple Sound, big love. They do great things. Uh, They also welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, anything you can do in a studio. So pineapplesound.com is your your, uh, go-to there. We took a good chunk of this summer off, uh, hanging out with family, went to Tofino, built sandcastles, got drunk on the beach kind of thing. And we didn't pick things up again until late August, which was around the time that Danko Jones made his second appearance on the podcast. Of course, you'll know Danko from any good rock radio station. They've been playing his music since the late 90s. His new album called Rock Trio was released around the time that we had him on. A short time after that, Buck Cherry singer Josh Todd was a guest. You'll know them from big radio hits lit up crazy bitch sorry they just released their latest album hellbound at the start of the summer in late june and during our conversation josh talked about how he became a certified plebotomist during the pandemic oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um that was a lot of fun you know i love learning new things and and don't ask me why i got really interested in that i mean i When I get my blood taken every year, I go to a blood bank because um, it's just closer to my house. And I just rather do that than have to fast in the morning and go all the way to my doctor's because my doctor's a little farther away. So um, I go to this blood bank called Quest Diagnostics. And um, and uh, I was there one time and they have the best phlebotomist because they're just they're doing they're they're taking blood literally all day long. So it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. You know, so no. Uh, this big, tall tattooed guy came in and I'm like, oh my God. And, and he, and he just wrapped me up and took my blood and I literally didn't even feel it. And I was like, I was like, wow, man, you're like the best, you know, phlebotomist I've ever had. I go, I, I go, how'd you get into this? And I just started talking to him and asking him and asking him about his process. And, you know, I was really interested in the whole thing. And so cut to, uh, quarantine i'm like i gotta get out of this house i gotta i gotta work i want to i want to serve my community how can i do that and uh so i searched it up i found a little phlebotomy school i went to school for two weeks um learned a lot of did a lot of like after your first day of phlebotomy school you're already sticking people and they're sticking you and you know and none of us are uh doing it very well at the beginning so it's like you're coming home with like you know, six, seven sticks in your arms. And it's just, it because starts becoming, you start looking like a heroin addict when you get home, you know, um, it was funny, but I mean, and then we, we started getting really good because, you know, uh, we wanted to, you know, be successful every time. I think I only like missed a vein, like one or two times that whole time. And you had to do like, uh, I don't know, like 50 vena punctures, you know, uh, to complete, uh, to get certified. And then also, I had to take a national exam and uh, studied really hard for that and took that and um, passed it. And then I did it. Then you have to do an externship. And I did that, which is 40 hours at a, a clinic, you know, and I went, I went to this clinic and I had on scrubs, but I didn't have like uh, any, I didn't have long sleeves underneath it. And they looked at me and, and they said, Oh, you're, you got to, you know, you have to cover up your tattoos. You have to leave. And I was like, okay. And so I came back and I had, you know, like long sleeves. I didn't think they would have a problem with it because I've seen many 
people in scrubs with tattoos, you know, but, um, so I came back and, uh, then I had to like, uh, take people's blood in a clinical setting, which was, uh, you know, I was, I it was ner- nervous. I was nervous because I'd only done my students and, yeah. and I went in there and, uh, I handled it, you know, and, uh, then I started getting good at it, you know, and, and then I worked at a, I worked for four months at a COVID clinic down in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, oh. at, and this was, this was after we had, we'd already recorded the whole time bomb record. I mean, time bomb, uh, Hellbound record. Yep. So it was done. And then I started working at this COVID clinic, uh, basically to serve my community past the time and to, um, you know, uh, do more phlebotomy. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Good for you, man. If you need to know one thing about Zach Wild, it's that he's one of the best people to interview. He's always super engaging. He's irreverent, timely, topical. He's funny. He's a funny, funny dude. And when he was a guest, his second appearance on the podcast in early October, his band Black Label Society had just released their latest album, Doom Crew Inc., which is a great record, by the way, if you haven't given it a listen. Uh, And when Zach zoomed with us, we got him to answer one of the toughest questions you can ask a musician, anybody really for that matter. You're stranded on a deserted island. Which three albums do you need with you? Depends on what mood you're in, right? But I mean, right. uh, let's say, you know, uh, Frank Marino, The Power of Rock and Roll. I guess, uh, give me sabbath what is you know i mean i guess uh sabbath we sold our souls for rock and roll because that's got two of them right and you know best of type thing and i guess uh i guess give me a goodbye yelbrick road by elton john wow interesting did you just see the uh there was clips on the internet floating around elton john giving full props to metallica on, oh yeah because uh, i think he just on, played on they did a cover record right or something like that yeah uh, with uh with yeah. miley cyrus yeah he was on stern show Cool. And uh I was like, oh yeah, no, Metallica is one of the best bands of all time. Like fucking Hetfield singer crying. Oh, that's awesome. Very it's good. Very cool, very good, man. man. Totally. Shortly after Zach Wild was a guest, we grabbed our longtime buddy, multiple Juno award-winning producer Brian Howes. He was a guest. Uh, you've heard him on a ton of stuff. Daughtry, David Cook, Chris Cornell, Skillet puddle of mud and that's literally scratching the surface if you remember a a vancouver band in the 2000s called closure he was the singer in that band after brian came 311 bass player peanut and as a longtime fan of that band this is a very cool interview think about it you've heard of these guys since the late 80s we're talking almost 35 years in that time 13 studio albums, two live albums, four compilation albums, four EPs, four DVDs, 10 million albums sold. And we went deep with Peanut talking about Marvel and DC and basketball and F1 racing and and what was and is the bullshit of COVID. Has it made him and the band rethink the music industry and continuing? Uh, a little bit. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone did their own little kind of mystical journeys through you know what who am i and what am i what am i doing here and what's the future of this but yeah i see i mean at least 10 more years uh everyone's kind of turning 50 this year except for me yeah and uh i'm ageless and (laughs) and uh and yeah i can't really see it going too much further past like you know as far as like the schedule that we're on now i don't i don't see us really ever stopping uh i see taking breaks Uh, i like learning from the you know, the Rolling Stones about how, you know, like if you say you're retired and you don't retire, it, it kind of doesn't look that good. Just say you're taking a break. You know, I don't, I don't think really any musicians have, have fully retired unless they physically had to or, or just had a total change of heart. I think most of us just need a break, you know, because it's, it's really difficult. And this last tour, these 30 some odd shows that I'm winding down, I uh, got one today, I uh, got six shows left on this tour. Mm-hmm. It was pretty exhausting. You know, it was, it was, physically really difficult because we're only older and we're a little bit out of the routine of doing shows from having a 15 month break by far the longest break we've ever had in 31 years. So um, yeah, it was difficult like that, but emotionally it was, it was a lot to carry around because we're all dealing with our own bullshit. And so is everybody else. And the audience, I, I think, I really feel like they, they projected that to, to us. Like they, they trust us with those feelings 
and and we and we do the same you know it's it's reciproc reciprocative and uh it's also a lot to carry on too so yeah you're laughing at my pronunciation reciprocal i think I, yeah there you go i'm I there made ive whatever <laughs> we, i tried to we, say we got you. instagram too and i and i said it wrong we got but you. yeah it's uh it's all about the positive message and it's all about um you know they support us now i don't i don't know yet yeah, that's that's a part of that circle which is an easier way to say that concept um that we've lifted them up they've gathered they they they're their own community not with or without us but it but it exists outside of you know what we do it doesn't really matter what we do they've got their own thing going on that's 311 centric and now we're motivated by their positive positivity and them saying like don't quit you know keep going we we need you and that means the world, you know, that gets me out of bed in the morning. And did you catch Enough's Enough frontman Chips Enough's visit? Uh, and this wasn't actually very long ago. I remember because I was doing the interview on Zoom right after coming back from trick-or-treating with my kids. So I'm still wearing the onesie giraffe costume. And I mean, you should really see it, I guess, just for that alone on the Toddcast YouTube channel. We've been threatening each other with a good hang. We'll, we'll record it, you know, for the better part of a year anyway. And this year, I mean, fuck last year too, we'd sort of rolled with the punches and did things as they came around, which now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess it's not really much different than any of the other years. And how crazy is that we're into year eight in January? You know, I wish that we could get a real time display of where you're listening from, along with the other people that are listening as well. But wouldn't that be cool to see how long you've been a listener, subscribed, where you're from, where they're from? I think that'd be pretty neat. Anyway, right after Chip, speaking of rolling with the punches, uh, we get an email asking if we wanted to have one of the guys in Bullet for My Valentine as a guest, to which we said, hell yes, we do. They put out their new self-titled album um, in the beginning of November, November 5th. You saw bassist Jamie Mathias on Zoom the day before. He's a good dude, great band. I mean, the album is straight up. It's punishing start to finish. It's badass. If you're a fan of the band, you haven't seen the Zoom. Again, it's on the Toddcast YouTube. It's good. Jamie's super chill. He's easy to talk to. He had lots to say. You'll love his response to a question that we like asking. Like, don't you love hearing about people's first concerts? Yeah, so like my dad, he was um, obviously into his, you know, um, 80s metal and rock. Do you know what I mean? So in my house when I was growing up, it was like Bon Jovi, White Snake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. What else was it? You know, Motley Crue. You know, that's my earliest memories of you know my introduction to rock. Yeah. And um, yeah, and obviously you know it's whatever you brought up on it rubs off on you. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, and I started finding bands like Metallica, you know, Pantera, Slayer. You know, you know, when some go for my teenage years, and I uh, just you know snowballs from there then right what's the first concert you went to uh, my first concert was actually my dad took me to iron maiden oh, nice. in, uh, yeah yes yeah, so in uh, donaldton donaldton and here in the uk and uh yeah that was uh that was a, that was a special show i bet you know? <clears throat> who else was on the bill with that i think it was uh, i think it was marilyn manson was supporting Okay. She was like, yeah, she was like download 2003. So yeah, Manson was supporting. Um, trying to think who else. Ministry, Ministry were on there. Wow. And um, Deftones. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was the first that you know my first festival experience as well. So um, yeah, it was good. I think after after that show, it was kind of like you know, it was a no brainer that I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> this is what I wanted to do, like you know. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
Seems like a metronome Oh, it's hard to find peace of mind This happens all the time Fly away, thanks for days It's in the games we play that throw me off to you are This happens every single time delivers like a red truck official beer of the Toddcast podcast and now stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast you've heard todd kearns's music in some form or another since the late 80s starting with the age of electric then into static and stereo of course, his solo stuff, Sin City Sinners. He's also part of the driving force in Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. He's the bass player in that band. And he's one of the nicest, funniest, best storytellers in rock and roll, hands down. And you will not see a harder worker beyond the bands we just mentioned. He also does the Kiss Cruise Decades at Sea as part of Bruce Kulick's band. He also has a weekly podcast, which is slammed with a virtual who's who of the music world. A couple years ago, Todd Kearns got a star on BC's Walk of Fame on Granville Street in Vancouver. Well-deserved. You can see him in an indie film called The Whiskey Man and the Rider. He's launched his own clothing line called Dammit Wear Anti-Star Designs. As they say, no rest for the wicked. And the last time that Todd was a guest, he's been on four times now, we talked about touring Brazil with Slash. He shared some thoughts on Marvel's Endgame and the finale of Game of Thrones. The Ramones, Kiss, GNR, they all came up. So did Aliens, Soulmates, Legalized Marijuana, Gary Clark Jr. And stop me if you've heard this before. We made Todd pick between Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh boy, that's a loaded question. Here's, here's where I always land on this, and people always kind of, what? I always land on Star Trek, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> okay. The funny thing is, when I, was, when I was a kid, 
when I was a little kid, um, I was always taken by the fact, and this is weird to consider now that I that I realized, you know, how 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 much I was thinking about it was the fact that, and I think it, it, it speaks volumes even more now is the fact that I couldn't have put into words exactly what I was thinking. But now, when you watch Star Trek, go back and watch uh, you know original series in 1966 or wherever you want to watch. Mm-hmm. There's a black woman who was an officer on the bridge. There's a Russian there. There's a Japanese guy. There's, you know, all these different people. There's an alien guy there. And they're all working together. They're all officers. And in 1966, most of this would have been, like, ludicrous. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of all these totally. people, like, working together. You know what I mean? Kind of making a thing happen. But I think I sort of took that and I thought to myself, so in the 24th century, or whichever century they were kind of, you know, projecting towards, that all the problems that we are, and let's be honest, currently dealing with, we'll all be dealt with, we'll all be cool, we'll all be hanging out, and we'll all be working together. And I think that that's, that's interesting to me, because the cool thing about Star Wars is it's a fascinating uh, fantasy type thing. It's, it's the most fun in the world. Like, I have dedicated so many hours of my life to Star Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, when I take a step back, I look at Star Trek and I go, this is what we could be. This is what that Gene Roddenberry was trying to say, like, we as human beings could be this, you know. Captain Kirk is from Idaho or Ohio, I can't remember exactly. He's a guy where, and then when you watch Star Wars, I go, that's where the connection kind of gets lost for me. Is it? It's a fantasy thing, but I don't know, we're not those people. You know what I mean? Like, we're, in, we're not Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. They're from Tatooine and right. we the don't have Force. System, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that. But these people on this on the Enterprise are all people from, you know, wherever. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where and I know that that's a long, nerdy conversation to have with, <laughs> with people. And I've had this, you know, and it gets loud and I'm like, dude, why are we you know I always think it's really hilarious that we're like, you know, people can get heated about something as ridiculous as science fiction, but it's also part of the fun of being a human being. But like what I say is there's a hopefulness about these particular, these things about the future and, and, uh, you know, being able to kind of come together and, you know, the planet Earth one day will be, you know, that in the future, Paris is the capital of Earth, you know, on Star Trek. That's a fascinating thing to consider that we have to have a capital on our planet to represent, you know, the, the, the planet is, is, is an interesting thing to me. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Puff, purveyors of quality cannabis accessories since 1995. Use promo code TODDCAST and get 20% off regularly priced accessories and apparel in-store and online at puffpipes.ca.
know, I got to say, I kind of feel lucky that I found those guys when I did. I love that band. Uh, if you're hearing the song going like, I know that singer, I know that guy. You sure do. It's Matt Wood, the drummer singer of Pride Tiger and his quasi new project called Good Is Gone. And a cool song for those guys called Tall in the Saddle. And I say this quasi new because prior to COVID, which is sneaking up now on two years uh, coming this March, Prior to COVID, we'd worked out a live podcast show with Matt. I, for life of me, I can't remember the other bands that were on the bill, but yeah, that one was on the books and then it was not so much. And you know, we'll get those live podcast shows dialed up again in the new year. If it's not like the Hollywood theater, we were talking last week about how we're loving what uh, David Hawks is doing down there, probably guilt and company, something like that. Maybe it's the Roxy again. I'm not, honestly, I'm not really sure to, to be honest, but we will get something dialed up again. You heard Nicholas Rage and their awesome song called Gravity, and they're the lone non-Vancouver band this week. Take a bow, boys. They are from Edmonton, Alberta, yet another pre-COVID band that we were talking to about getting them, you know, to play here in Vancouver for us. Just a deadly band. Their other stuff has been super catchy as well. I cannot wait to see these guys live. All right, coming up in just a few minutes in Listen to This Multiple Juno Award winner Corey Hart talking about the changes to the music industry and moving with the times. Well said. That is powered by our buddies at Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. RV service and repairs, ICBC accredited. Check, check, check. You can find them on Facebook. They're also on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, let's get back to more guest highlights in our part two year in review and some sporting guests powered by our friends at Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. We're talking Thule's, tonneau covers. They have these rooftop tents that are incredible, insane. You need them. Camping chairs, I will buy in a few for Tofino next year. Step bars and floor liners. It's high quality aftermarket vehicle accessories. Online, facebook.com slash Chilliwack Capit. I think I told you this last time, right up uh, until the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, Racewalker Evan Dunphy's Twitter, his bio said something like non-metal Olympian or something to that effect. Now it says world champion medalist, Olympic medalist, and he's local. He's a Richmond boy. And to get ready for the Olympics, Olympics ready, he would walk from Richmond into Vancouver tool around Stanley Park and come back. Imagine doing that even just once. Check out how close his event was at the Olympics. He placed third, got the bronze, but he almost didn't get that. Yeah, so the the nice thing is we compete on a two-kilometer loop. Um, So unlike the marathon where uh, you kind of, you know, you go off, you you run for 42K and you start somewhere and you finish somewhere, we just do 25 laps around a a two-kilometer loop. So you can always see where your competitors are and have that sense of, of how the race is unfolding. Um, so that's helpful, but certainly going into that final lap with two K to go, I think I was 18 seconds back of, of third place. And, um, and, uh, I was actually sitting in fifth place at that point. I was, you know, still had a couple of guys to get ahead of. And it was funny because the guy that finished and was just ahead of me was the guy that beat me at world champs a couple of years ago by two seconds. Oh, okay. So my first thought was, okay, just, I can't lose to, I can't use the Yao again by, you know, by two seconds, get past him. And so I put my head down and I, I sort of, you know, was managed to get past him. And then I was, was like, oh crap, I'm in fourth again. Oh, come on. I mean, you can't finish fourth again. So it's <laughs> kind of like, it was that, that there was that weird self-talk that was kind of like very me of like, it was kind of, uh, you know, self-deprecating, but still incredibly motivating to, to yeah. kind of like, Oh, okay, no, I can't do this again. All right. You know, refocus, put your head down and, and figure this out. And yeah, I didn't pass the third place athlete until about 200 meters like, to go right there, dude. Yeah. I'm watching it on the, on the TV as it's unfolding. Like, so, uh, how far when you're like, okay, I got to pass buddy. I'm not going in fourth again, like just visually explain like how far away he was from you at that point where you're like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta catch this guy. Yeah. So coming towards the last, uh, maybe 800, 900 meters was kind of, I had been real, I'd been asking my body for a little bit more, um, for many kilometers at that point, I was kind of on the edge with, with, uh, my hamstring was kind of cramping and I just kept asking my body for just, you know, give me a little bit more, give me a little bit more. And it, 
wasn't, it was sort of saying, Nope, this is your limit. This is your limit. And <laughs> with like 800 meters to go finally, you know, whatever it was, I, I was really just thinking back to all my friend, my friends and family at home who were walking every step of the way with me and whatever it was in that moment just gave me that next extra gear when my body just said, okay, go. Um, and so from there it was, it was never really even, I, I don't remember what was going through my head. I just remember sort of seeing, uh, the athlete from Spain come around the, the top bend and thinking, oh, he's, I can catch him. Like, like he's not that far ahead and, and coming around that, that top end and just booking it for the finish line. And, and remembering I, the one thing I remember is how close the, the finish line looked at that point. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, do I have enough room? Am I going to be able to make this? Like, and then once I got by, I'm thinking, oh good, that finish line's really far away, <laughs> way still. It was, you know, that foreshortening effect looking down straight at it. I was thought it was way closer than it was. And, um, and once I actually moved into, uh, to third, I kept, I remember thinking, oh, there's still, I still have like 200 meters left. Like I have plenty of space. Right. right. And meanwhile, the people ahead and one and two, they're like right close too. So you pretty much walked, watched those guys walk through to gold and silver, right? Yeah. The whole race. I mean, it's amazing how a three hour and 50 minute race can come down to seconds, you know, less than a second per kilometer. Um, <laughs> it's, it's insane that the guy that won the race at one point had like a three minute lead. Um, and he saw that evaporate down to about 30 seconds, 40 seconds in the end. So, um, wow. that's what I love about the 50 K event is that it's really not over until it's over. So much can happen. And, um, you can think that you're doing fine. And a kilometer later, your body can be completely shutting down on you. So, yeah. um, it, it, it keeps it exciting. Growing up in the lower mainland as a kid, it was all about the white caps, the Canucks, the lions, you know, driving into the city, seeing the teams play. So it was awesome to grab lions quarterback, Michael Riley, to be a guest around mid September, even though, you know, now how crummy a year they had, regardless as a fan, I'm always down to talk with the local sports teams and Michael Riley is a beauty. Listen to this great cup story that he shared. Whew, man, again, most of those can't be repeated, but uh, <laughs> I will say this. So uh, one of my good buddies of mine that I played a lot of football with, very large man uh, with a very large beard, um, mm -hmm. you know, we spent that whole year together eating on the road and everything like that, going, you know, getting keg steaks the night before the game and stuff like that. Um, so we win the cup in, in Winnipeg and we go back to Edmonton a, a day or two, you know, the next morning we're there for I don't know, four or five days. I had to, I had to leave. I probably would have died. I was having too much fun. I needed to get back home, but uh, right. we, we had uh, you know uh, we didn't do like a, a parade. We did like a, a big uh, whatever you want to call it, massive gathering at the square uh, downtown. And so they had us meet at the stadium um, and they had all the buses sitting there waiting for us to take us to, to the, to the cert, to the, you know, the, the party, whatever you want to call it. And so I walk into the locker room and I had grown a beard out too. And my buddy's staring at me and he is clean shaven and he looks like a totally different man. And he points at me and he was like, I told you when we got back, no beards allowed. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And he just grabbed me, marched me into the bathroom, uh, handed me a, a razor, an electric razor. And as I'm, and he's towers above me, he's standing behind me, staring at me in the mirror. And as I'm shaving my beard off, he's got a bottle of fireball and he's hooked it underneath my arm and is pouring it down my throat. And, uh, so I stayed nice and warm, uh, during that, uh, <laughs> activities, but it was, it was definitely, uh, forced upon me by a, a much larger man. So that was, <laughs> yes. uh, <a> time. <laughs> Right after Michael Riley was a guest, we reached out to pro wrestler Ray Lynn to see if she wanted to come on as a guest. And knowing that she was a big fan of Zach Wild, we pitched it like this. Hey, want to be a guest of the podcast the same week as Zach Wild? Of course she said, yeah. You've seen her in WWE Raw, Women of Wrestling, American Pro Wrestling. And we talked to her about how she got into wrestling. So my story is a little different than other people's it, it's kind of sad but it ends up being a happy thing right um so when i was 23 i was cutting hair and bartending and i just wasn't making ends meet um and i partied like really hard all the time i was always right. partying i was just do. the wild child of the group sure um yeah that's what you do whenever you're that age yeah. but unexpectedly um my father passed away he killed mm. himself so that was like a really heavy thing for me to go through I took a week off of work and whenever I went back to work, it was a Monday 
And it was a bartending night and the guys had wrestling on television. And this is like my first day back at work. And I was just so drawn to the TV at that moment. And I'm like watching wrestling. And the next week I was watching wrestling. And the week after that, I was watching wrestling. And it was just something that kind of helped me cope during that time. And I thought to myself, well, why can't I do this? I can totally do this. Shortly after wrestler Ray Lynn was a guest, the owner, the editor of the BCHL Network, who's also the GM of the Port Moody Panthers, Brian Weeb, jumped on a Zoom with us. Next up was retired NHL center Dave Scatchard, 14 years in the bigs, playing, of course, with the Canucks, but played with the Islanders as well, Bruins, Coyotes, Predators, the Blues. He was doing press for his best-selling book at the time, The Comeback, My Journey Through Heaven and Hell, and that's a a great read if you're a fan of hockey, a, a real eye-opener. He's a, a truly inspirational story. And when Dave was a guest, he shared some career highlights, most notably one particular season playing with the New York Islanders. This is great. It's all in the book, guys. You got yep. to read the book. That book. Um, let's see. I had, I had two hat tricks in like two weeks or something like that. They're on my wall over there. And yep. um that was pretty special. One was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, Danilo Calpier, Marty St. Louis. And then the other one was against Mario and Jaeger. And nice. like I only played like 12 minutes in one game and 13 minutes in another game. That's no power play or anything. Like that, that was the year I scored 27. I was up for, I think I'm, I don't know if I won player of the week or I think, I think I'm, or sorry, player of the month. I was up for the running of player of the month in the NHL, which for a guy like me, that's pretty special because I wasn't a regular occurrence and I didn't really get a ton of ice time. So those two hat tricks were like amazing. And that year was amazing with 27 goals. And I love my line with Jason Weimer and Jason Blake. We were just on fire. I think I put in the book that I think after November, we scored the most goals as a third line in the whole league. Uh, yeah, Blakey, awesome. Blakey had a great year. Weems had a career year. I had my career year. And we were, I don't want to say unstoppable, but we dominated. Like, it wasn't even close. And after Dave Scatchard was retired WWE wrestler Robbie McAllister of the Highlanders. He jumped on a quick Zoom with us as well. Now, you'll remember him from WWE Raw back in the early 2000s. Tag team matches. Eventually, he turned to be a bad guy. Last televised match was in 2008. And what a great way to book this guy. Do you remember Chris Calhoun from Z95 Radio here in Vancouver? Robbie, whose real name is Derek, is brothers with Chris. So Chris dialed up this interview. I mean, you got to love when things fall in your lap. Podcast Sporting Guest Visits are powered by Cap at Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Online at facebook.com slash Chilliwack Cap It. Restless heart, don't fall apart. You've been hanging by a thread, moving seams in your head. It's a long time coming, baby, and I see you running, baby. It's a long time coming, baby boy, baby boy. You're innocent, and I know that you've been hanging by a thread on the things that I've said. It's a long time coming, baby, and I see you running, baby. It's a long time coming, baby boy, baby boy. We must begin to grow from within, to build up from the start. Oh, we'll all fall apart. 
Podcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. If you grew up in Canada in the 80s, there's virtually no chance that you would not know the music of Corey Hart. 2019 inductee into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. You'll know his stuff. He's had tons of hits. Sunglasses at Night, Never Surrender, Boy in the Box, and it goes on. 16 million albums sold worldwide. Nine U.S. Billboard Top 40 hits. 30 top 40 hits in Canada, nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy Award in 1984, is a multiple Juno Award winner, and he's a super good guy as well. Very personable, engaged in the conversation when we talked, and we really got into it with Corey. The shows that he was binge-watching at the time, he recommends Future Man, if you haven't seen that. How the Police were a big band in his world as a kid. He talked about Rod Stewart, Sarah McLaughlin, Billy Joel, Kenny Arnoff. We touched on Alien Visitation, how he almost died in Spain. We got into superpowers, and Corey talked about today's music industry and playing by the rules. Listen to this. I think that music today is that you got to play by the rules that, you know, that are out there. And there's a lot of advantages that artists have today that I didn't have back, you know, in the 80s. Mm. You know, at social media, for example... You mentioned Good Rocking Tonight. The only opportunity that I had to speak to my Canadian fans is, you know, is, is if Terry David Mulligan was gracious enough to give me you know, 30 or 40 seconds to, to say something to my fans. Now an artist can pick up his iPhone and write a message to his fans, unfettered, you know, uh, unedited, right. and it can reach you know, every fan from every corner of the world. So there's a great benefit to that. I think that the fact that nobody can buy records anymore and that they don't buy records anymore, which is, you know, I guess, raised the prices of, 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 of ticket concerts. Um, you know, I think that's sad. I think there was always, uh, I remember as a kid, we were talking about that, just, you know, going down and buying my 45s. I, I loved that feeling of holding it in my hand. So I think the new generation are missing out on, on that experience. But, you know, you got to move with the times. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
without question, they are at the forefront of Vancouver's hard rock scene, Crankshaft, and their song is Innocence. And if you're a betting man, a betting person, put money on hearing new stuff out of those guys in 2022. And remember that Shane, their singer, is also doing that uh, country rock project that we've been playing recently called The Reverend and the Rebel. Lots of stuff brewing right now in our scene. Coming out of the pandemic, bands are ready with new material. Musicians are itching to start up some new bands. Watch for all that stuff. It's coming. You heard Wild Dove, and that's their song, Baby Boy. And that's Devin, by the way, from Echo, Nebraska, which we've played a ton on this podcast. Something that he started prior to COVID, Echo, Nebraska played a podcast show. Maybe actually they played two, come to think of it. But for whatever reason, they called it a day and Devin continued on. He's a great guy. He's an amazing voice. He makes it look effortless live. Speaking of live music, the live scene, find a list of local bands that are playing in Vancouver and the area with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Slowly but surely, the scene is coming back around. If you're playing a show or maybe going to check one out, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it at the website. That is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Great jam spaces, reasonable rates, good people as well. Uh, they've been sponsoring the podcast now for, I think it's probably coming up about three or maybe four years now. One of the reasons why we're able to continue to soldier on. Find out more about them through mysticrhythms.ca. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving visit them online at nudebeverages.com and you just gotta love that nude vodka soda gives a percentage of all sales to local spcas across north america keep that in mind when you're stocking up for that big new year's party Okay, our final guests of this Year in Review podcast, episode 263, are a handful of this year's entertainment guests, all of whom have been brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada, hands down. There's hash, edibles, bath bombs, teas, tinctures, and so much more. Remember to use the code TODDCAST at checkout and get 10% off your entire order Find them online at sacredmeds.com. Uh, did you catch holistic health coach Irene Jay's visit? She is great. We've known each other for years. You know, I've been meaning to grab her uh, to be a guest for a while now. Check out her website, irenejay.com, where you'll see that she really boils it down to a three-step process for you to have a healthy relationship with your body. One, awareness. It seems simple. Listen to your body. It's kind of telling you things as you're going along. Two, strategies. There's a game plan. Three, what do you think you do? You execute the integration. You execute the game plan. You stick with it. And that's the tough part is the stick with it stuff. And like we do with most guests, we got into it with Irene. Eventually, we're talking about Britney Spears and the mess of having her dad taking care of her money and not being able to access it. What a clusterfuck. Everyone was just chalking her up to be absolutely nuts. But man, I feel bad for her. Like, How could you not feel bad for her? just like she's just like an entertainment mule it's terrible right like when you actually get into that story and the hashtag free britney like me if you haven't searched it out people that are listening to this podcast like go search out i mean now it's a bit of an older hashtag but i'm sure you can still find stuff hashtag free britney is fucking eye-opening it's insane i know it's so it's it's fucked up it's actually really disgusting and quite telling of what uh, that industry must have in their dark corners Right after Irene was a guest, we grabbed our longtime friend Steve Stebbing to be a guest. And Steve's actually one of the main reasons this podcast even exists. Now, back when I was doing Fox's afternoon show, 3 to 7, Monday to Friday, he invited me to be a guest on his podcast a few times. Every time, of course, I said, sure. And it really opened up my eyes to you know, broadcasting and, and beyond the conventional methods and terrestrial radio and that, right? You can hear Steve as a national film critic for the shift with Shane Hewitt across the global news radio network. I'm super proud of where Steve's taken things. In early October, after Steve was a guest, we had on author podcaster Paul Myers. If you're not familiar with the Record Store Day podcast, that's Paul's brainchild, and he does a fantastic job with that. And yes, Paul is brothers with actor Mike Myers, and he talks about being a body double for Mike in an upcoming series, which you can hear and see, I guess, depending on 
where you're accessing the full interview. Uh, we talked about keeping busy. You won't believe the things he's currently working on, or at least a couple of months ago that he was working on. Lately, an average day is, uh, I have three projects on the go and depending on which one needs my attention, I will try to make a, uh, I don't know if you can see this, but this is a list of things I have to do today. <laughs> yes. uh, and I, uh, my wife is a professional organizer. And so, uh, so she's really good at, uh, teaching me systems because my brain is such as you've even heard this in this conversation. My brain is such that it will go 18 different directions. Uh, if I don't have a, uh, what I call a roadmap, I'm the same uh, thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so for instance, um, I am working on a book about John Candy that won't be out for at least a year. Cool. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I have a, uh, I'm still doing interviews for it and I interviewed Catherine O'Hara and, uh, Joe Flaherty, and I'm trying to get Eugene Levy and that they're putting the dates or he got popular this year. So it's really hard to corral him, but, um, I have different interviews in the can already for different people for that. Uh, I, I'm also working on a documentary, uh, as an executive producer, uh, it's based on my, uh, one of my books and I probably, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but uh, I'm working on a documentary that's supposed to be out next year with, uh, Amazon. Mm. And that's the first time I've been an executive producer on anything. And I, I had something to do with blocking out the story as well. And then I'm also doing the podcast uh, every two weeks. Right. So that means booking people. Cause I pretty much do all the booking and recording of interviews uh uh from here from this little home they set me up with a couple of nice things including this sm7b microphone that i'm speaking into it's quite nice oh uh, yeah and i i got them to get me a uh yeah. a, a boom microphone Ooh. because i found myself i used to have the mic over on the side and i'd be off the i'd be like oh out, you know, <laughs> it's so during the whole covid i mean the thing is pre-covid i was still doing this Zoomy, Zoomy interview stuff because I live in a place that's not LA and not New York and not Toronto and not Vancouver. If you know me at all, you know that I love the broadcasting industry. I was an on-air personality in BC for almost 20 years, 15 in Vancouver. We're coming up to the start of year eight with this podcast. I'm an instructor for the radio arts and entertainment course at BCIT. I guess you could say I have some fingers in the pie. So when we had the chance to get MJ from the syndicated Casey Clark show, of course, we jumped at the chance and wouldn't you know it, she and I had the same first radio job in the same city, same shift. Like what? Isn't that crazy? Getting into early November, actress Kelly Dowdle was a guest. Uh, you'll know her best from her work on Billions. Uh, she was in American Crime Story, Lucifer. And during the pandemic, during the downtime, it let her focus on another one of her passions, making music. She's now releasing music under the name Kelly Monroe. Yeah, it's been nuts. You know, but I, I got to be honest, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I, I have to think, you know, talk, talking about that dark and light thing, right? It's like we, we go through life so fast and, and you get in such a routine that I think COVID really made all of us not only stop and slow down, but Look at all the skeletons, all the nooks and crannies, all the dark, all the places that we've been hiding and mm. limiting ourselves. And music was that for me. It was like tucked away deep down in here, back behind this thing and this, you know, like little chamber <laughs> yeah. of my heart, just in the depth of my soul, just hiding down in there. And, you know, I've always like dreamed of being on stage and singing, but I've just never, I guess it's always just been kind of like, I don't know, it's just a childhood afterthought, but somehow film and TV was always like tangible. And the only thing I can break it down to is like, I think I just kind of always correlated singing to like the deepest part of my soul, like being seen, you know, like vulnerability. Oh, where totally. TV, and, Yeah, like TV and film is like, you're playing a role, you know, it's not really you. So, right. so to answer your question, I mean, I... I was single during COVID. I still am single again, if anyone's wondering. Um, I had no dog. Yeah. <laughs> I had no, no partner, no dog, no kids, nothing. Right. And so when this hit, it was like, at first I was kind of like, well, this shit's going to pass, you know, whatever. And then it got really serious. And I think it really forced me to look at all, I mean, to, to put it bluntly, all the places that I've been hiding, you know, and like not really showing up for myself 
in the best way possible. And that big wake up call was singing for me. And I was like, you know what, on the other side of this, I am going to do everything I can to give myself the opportunity to be seen this way and share my voice with the world. Because really it's about the lyrics. I love, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just being a lyricist and writing. And I really think, you know, the most powerful way to send a message to the world is the music, you know? Shortly after Kelly was a guest, September 21's Penthouse Pet of the Month, Carolina White agreed to come on the podcast. She's been modeling since her teens, but it wasn't until recently that she decided, sure, why not? I'll, I'll pose naked. Of course, we talked about modeling, how OnlyFans has really changed the game, and we got into how she's a huge fan of Marvel, especially Captain America and the Avengers. I think anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Marvel fan. Oh, you are? Oh, God, yes. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, I think that anybody that actually like knows me, even as this character, like knows that I'm obsessed with like Captain America and like just the Avengers in general. So yeah, that's um, after Endgame though, I haven't really followed the storyline. I haven't really gotten into the whole like um, Disney plus Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Widow. Like I haven't really ventured well, it's into that. just too many to keep up. I mean, even uh, me as a comic book spaz, like when I was a yeah. little kid, that's, I just monopolized my time and there's just yeah. too much to keep up now. It really is. They're, they're, I think they're trying to, you know, well, they're, they're doing trying, the same thing. They're striking while the iron's hot, right? Like, yeah, no, totally. I get that. But for me, after Endgame, Avengers Endgame, I was just like, that was, th- there's nothing more you can add to that or do to that that's going to make that. They wrapped it up in a perfect little bow yeah. and like sent it on their way. And I, I thought it was beautifully done and it was perfect. So from there, I was kind of like, I'm satisfied. I don't really need to, um, I don't need anything else. And then they killed Chris Evans. So I'm just like, or yeah. they kill him, but. I just am like, now I'm done. Toddcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code TODDCAST at checkout for 10% off everything in store.
know that bands like that exist in Vancouver, yet they get no play on our rock stations. Radio has got a lot of growth potential. One would be supporting your local bands as they support you. That band is Arlo Wells, and a great song for them called Siren, another band that we would love to get a live podcast show in the books with. Once we get things rolling again, uh, there's so many bands that you know we had ready actually pre-COVID that we'll get things sorted out again in the new year. Your best way to hit the slopes this winter is with the Cypress Mountain Sky Card. Visit cypressmountain.com for details. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. The Year in Review Part 2 is done. Episode 263. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for being there, for listening. Again, if you like what you heard, please tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube. The full-length video interviews are posted there. And remember to comment and rate the podcast. That is big. It helps out with the search results. You can find us on all platforms at Toddcast Podcast. A massive thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors for another big year. We simply couldn't do it without their support. There's a lot of moving parts with this podcast and their support means everything to us. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast with your business, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage and Maybe we'll talk soon. And remember, help us find a new sponsor and we'll give you a commission based on the initial ad buy. If you know a business that makes sense, or maybe you're running a business, you'd like to give it a try, shoot them our way and we'll take it from there. Till the next time, have a fun and a safe New Year's party. Don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark ToddHancock.ca.